What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Florida's Daily Radio Network. We are here today with Matt Vierling today. Matt, thank you for joining me today. We are actually yeah. live here today. Yeah. Um, so very excited to have you here um, today here at Spectrum Field. My first question for you, Matt, today is, you know, how does it feel to be selected to this year's 2019 Florida State League All-Star Game this year? Uh, it, you know, I'm pretty grateful. I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of this team. And, um, and you know, just a lot of hard work has been put into it. And it's a nice little... Uh, nice little token of you know success and um, just a good just a good accomplishment that I was looking forward to and uh, I'm happy that I got it that's great that's great yeah all-star game always is pretty fun yeah. getting to see it get to play with everybody and stuff and get to see people that you know even though you you might not like say for guys even on St. Lucie you might not like them uh-huh. this week but hey Saturday you guys are all friends you guys are yeah. all happy together and it's a fun moment so yeah, for sure. definitely the second question is, uh, last year you were on Lakewood in the South Atlantic League, and you guys ended up coming, being runner-up last year in the championship game. How did that? Was, how was that motivation for you and the rest of this team who was with Lakewood last year? Because a lot of the guys are with, were with Lakewood last year. How was that um, a motivation for you guys to win a title with Clearwater this year, especially a team that was in the playoffs last year? Yeah, no, uh, pretty much this whole team was, not this whole team, but, um, you know, guys go up and down and, um, trades happened, but the uh, majority of the team was in Lakewood last year. And Marty was our manager there, and um, Bergie's our pitching coach, was our pitching coach there. So there's a lot of familiar faces around this team that were in Lakewood last year. Um, definitely last year, getting a taste of the playoffs and, and making it all the way, and just how close of a group that was. Um, I was only there for half, the, half of it because um, I came in late, but. Um, it was it was fun. That group was pretty close, and to go that far with them, and um, unfortunately we didn't we didn't win it. But um, like I said, getting that far and experiencing that kind of makes you uh, realize it's it's not a good feeling. It's, yeah, yeah. So once once it comes playoff time, um, you know we know you know if we're lucky enough to, to play on, then that's definitely some motivation, especially throughout the year. Yeah, and Clearwater. We don't, we don't really want to feel that again. So. Yeah, and Clearwater has really turned things around, and that goes to my fourth or my third question. I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know, Clearwater has really turned things around in the first half. What has really been the biggest things to contribute to this turnaround? You know, they were at the bottom at the earlier parts of the season. How have they been really been able to turn this thing around this year in the first um, half? I think we just got in a groove, and um, it might have taken a couple of weeks to get our to get our feet wet. And, like I said, uh, or like you said, most of this team was in Lakewood last year. So um, just getting a new routine um, and getting used to Florida State League and uh, just everything about it might might have taken a week or two. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, this team likes to win, and we're, we're used to winning, especially in Lakewood. So, um, you know, it might have taken a couple of weeks, but, but we're doing pretty well now, and we're finally getting into a groove, and everybody's starting to do their part, which is good. Yeah. And that's always that's always a good thing, you know, getting into that groove, you know, you know, and especially you guys win, you know, a few stretch of games. It always helps, you know, confidence yeah. build up, and it always helps if you're trying to make a playoff push. And you guys aren't still out of the playoffs yet. You guys sure. still have only you guys, are, even though you guys are game away, you guys are still having a shot of getting possibly beating Dunedin and, and making impossible happen. So it'll be yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll it'll be, be interesting. Uh, my fifth question for you, and this is really more on one of your uh, former teammates now, Jake Shiner, was just traded a few weeks ago um, with J- Jay Bruce, for Jay Bruce. Describe um, a rela- your relationship with him and, you know, how he was as a player and a person and how, you know, and how did you find out about the trade too? 
Yeah, so uh, I found out about the trade, actually, um, we were, I think it was, after we had BP one day, we got a notification, you know, just like anybody would on their phone from, I think it was like Bleacher Report or something like yeah. that, that said that the Phillies were trying to get Jay Bruce, um, trying to get a left-handed power bat. So, I mean, we, anytime something like that pops up, everybody, you know, everybody takes note of it and, and sees it, but... Uh, we, we really had no idea that it would be Shiner. So, um, yeah, that, that's how I, when I found out about the trade was uh, after the game, they uh, he, they called him into the, uh, in the Marty's office, and we kind of knew it from there. But um, my relationship with Jake, I mean, he's an awesome guy. He's, he's one of the best teammates I've had here in the Phillies organization. He's, he's uh, you know, he's got your back, and, He's always there in the locker room. He's one of the clubhouse leaders, so he's he's a somewhat of an older guy. So he he knows he knows how to handle himself and how to handle things around the clubhouse. So it's always good to have someone like that. But he's just a fun-loving guy. He's a, he was a great person. And I wish the best for him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually was I was here Friday, May thirty-first. I think you guys were playing Dunedin that day, and I got to see him. He had a a great home run and. I was, I really, he was a great player. He, I always liked his, you know, his ability on the field. He was a great player, great hitter. He was really a great all-around player, and it's yeah. disappointing to see him leave. But I, I hope he does well in Seattle, and uh, yeah. or I guess in the Seattle organization since he's still in the minors. But I hope he does well. But, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, I say it's a business. You know, that's how it is, and you go wherever you go, and you yeah. make the best of it. So hopefully sure. he does well. And my final question to you is, these are the final three games of the first half, if you include tonight's game, all against St. Lucie. What are some goals for these last three games, and what are your goals heading into the second half? Uh, you know, whether it's winning a, the league ti- or the divisional title, right. the half title, whatever it yeah. is. Um, these last three games, obviously towards, you know, whatever position mm-hmm. we're in, you want to you finish out the half strong. Mm-hmm. So for us... Um, it's obviously the goal is to win these three games and give ourselves or give ourselves the best chance to to make that playoff push and, and make it happen. Um, as far as going into the second half, you know, as a as a team, our goal is obviously um, whatever happens these three games is to go in and win um, mm-hmm. that next half. So, uh, evidence in Lakewood, we won the first half. I wasn't a part of it, but that second half, we still did, still went out there and won. So. Mm-hmm. It's not like if something happens, you know, you win, you take it easy, you know, you're going to push the envelope and try to win. So our goal is definitely to win that second half. And, and uh, just as a team, keep doing what we're doing. We like where we're at um, and play these three games. And after those three games, take a nice little break and then, and then get going again. So mm-hmm. it'll be good. Yeah, and, and definitely the second half, it's always a bit – I feel like winning the second half is actually, you know, a better half to win just because you're – you're coming into the playoffs with momentum. Right. When you win the first half, you don't have that momentum coming in sometimes because some teams they just kind of they drag off. They don't or they'll bring up guys and they become they become right. worse as a team. Yeah, so exactly. I think winning that second half is more crucial than winning the first half. Even so, yeah. I think you know I think players are like, well, let's get the first half out of the way. Let's try and win the first half, and then we don't have to worry about it. But it actually might make you worse in the playoffs if you're trying to win a league title. So it's actually probably better to win it in the second half. But yeah. uh, a quick thank you, Matt. Thank yeah. you for joining me as always, uh, or I guess the first time. So uh, go check Matt out at all of these Clearwater Thrasher games st- starting past, I don't know, when is it? After the All-Star break, I guess, yeah. <laughs> because after you guys have this home stretch and right. that's it. But uh, go check him out at all these games. Go check him out on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? 
I think it's Matt underscore Veerling24. So go check him out on Instagram. Uh, he's a cool guy. I got to meet him here today. So thank you, Matt, again. And it's always a pleasure. And I would love to have you back on, on the podcast. Yeah, it's great. Love to be on. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good one.